Me, Mia. Like so many of my cases, she has Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism. Her thyroid has been slow for over 20 years, since she was in her early 30s. But interestingly, though not surprisingly, the Hashimoto's diagnosis came 15 years after that. And by the way, this is very common because so often Hashimoto's is not tested for right away. And so many people don't know that they have it when they already have hypothyroidism. That's why it's so important to test for thyroid antibodies. Now, in Mia's case, in these last five years, she's really worked on her health. She gave up gluten and dairy. She went on a strict diet. She started taking supplements. She really optimized her medication to really help her thyroid levels get more in the optimal ranges. She delved into her Hashimoto's triggers and has been working on things like EBV. She's been really working on her gut as well as heavy metals and detoxing those. She even has done a few retreats about limiting beliefs and some trauma release work too. She's felt better from all of these changes, but recently she felt like she's hit a plateau and was even slipping back a little bit. The fatigue, the weight gain, the hair loss, that foggy brain, it was all creeping back and her Hashimoto's antibodies were on the rise again, but she's not changed anything. She was still eating clean, taking all of her supplements, doing all of the work. Mia wanted to see what else can be going on, which is when she came to see me. Mia is like so many others that I see. And while she has been doing so much to improve her health, I knew there were missing pieces that we can fill in that would make a huge difference in her health mystery. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know because that was me before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. After seeing hundreds and hundreds of thyroid cases in the last 20 years, I don't just think, but I know that in order to truly support it, it's a multifaceted approach. Yes, the biochemistry is crucial, but it's not everything. And in Mia's case, she has been doing that and doing that well. She supported her thyroid really for her type and was exploring and supporting all of the different immune triggers and has been eating so well. Of course, they can always be more triggers. But what I find is that while we want to support and knock out the biggies, it may be hard to address every single one. It's similar to if you're doing a gut cleanse. You can't kill every single bug that maybe isn't beneficial in the gut, every single bacteria or every single little piece of yeast, right? So the goal is to do what we can and kill off as many bad guys as we can while of course preserving and supporting the good guys and then have the body take care of the rest and take care of the rest of the balance. Here's the thing, the body can do a lot but only if given the chance. And so often our bodies are in such a state of stress, upregulation and confusion, they just don't have time to take care of the rest because they're so busy dealing with the demands of each day. 
This is the reason why I truly know from so much personal and also clinical experience that in addition to the straight up biochemistry, we have to look at the full spectrum, which includes our emotions, our beliefs, our past traumas, our thoughts, and the energy that we pick up and receive and our connection with something outside of us. Mia understood this as well and done things on the mind-body perspective. So this wasn't new to her. She told me about a limiting belief program that she did and a trauma release intensive session she had as well. I have also personally done a lot of work in this space, but what I found, especially in the recent years, is that while this is so, so helpful and so important, oftentimes, unless you incorporate into your daily life, it doesn't always have lasting results. So yes, you do feel amazing after a retreat or a program, but for me and also for Mia, as the weeks go on, if you don't practice the techniques, and oftentimes a lot of those intensive programs don't actually even give you the extra tools to take home, it sort of then just falls by the wayside. I remember this amazing belief workshop that I did. I worked one-on-one with this incredible, incredible person, Dr. Barry Green, and he was just amazing. We found so many underlying limiting beliefs and worked on clearing them. I felt so much lighter and so different immediately after. And this was like a week long intensive. We worked all day long and did all these clearings and all these emotional things and physical things to really support that. We also did a lot of inner child work and he showed me how to really communicate with my inner child and really see what she didn't get when she was younger and how to help her. And he did provide me with things to take home in this case. But to be completely honest, I didn't really do them, at least not daily, which is why I felt that so many of those gains that I essentially got from this week-long program back in the day started to kind of slip away in a pretty short while, and a lot of those beliefs were sort of popping back up. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I thought I cleared this. Why is this back? What's happening? And so this was happening to Mia as well, and perhaps maybe happening to you. Maybe you took a meditation course or done a yoga retreat, but are you practicing those tools on a daily basis? Because if not, this can be a big missing piece. It's so easy to get triggered by almost anything in our day, from the traffic getting to work to someone raising their voice on you to your child not wanting to put their shoes on when you're already 10 minutes late, right? You name it. There's so many things. And yes, It helps to do a meditation at the end of the day or get a spa day on a weekend or take a yoga class. It really, really does. But it is still here and there and really is more of a reactive thing to stress rather than something proactive. What if we can be in a state where instead of reacting, we are relating and balancing? This is actually possible. And the beauty of this is that when we keep our bodies in the state, it downregulates our nervous system. When our nervous system is downregulated, we're not in fight or flight. And when that happens, our immune system can work that much better. So the triggers that we may not have found or been able to clean up, guess what? The body will be able to help you or even do it on its own. It's going back to the basic principle that the body knows how to heal. We just have to get out of our own way. Now, if you're thinking, okay, Ina, I get it, but I am busy 
I already belong to a gym. I try to take classes when I can. And maybe you're also seeing an acupuncturist or a chiropractor to help your nervous system. So when am I going to do more? You may be thinking, here's the thing. It's not about more. Just as they say, it's not about working harder. It's working smarter. So the same principle applies here. When you are in a state of relating and not reacting, you're able to see emotional and energetic triggers as they come and clear them before they become bigger issues. And that starts with our thoughts. I know I'm not the first nor the last to say that what you think becomes what you believe and then everything that you're thinking and therefore believing your body's actually going to quote unquote here, which then brings different sets of energies to various parts of the body and those can get stuck there and clog your system. It also, of course, raises your stress levels and high cortisol is going to be directly related to a malfunction in the immune system. The beauty is that working with this does not have to take a lot of time at all. It can even be done while you're doing other things. So it does not have to be hard. The trick is to do it daily versus doing things when you feel like you're about to burst from the pressure of stress or doing it when you think you'll quote unquote have more time. I know I've been there before. I am sure you probably have as well. So today I want to share five things that you can do right now, even while listening to this, to help you be less reactive and more relating in your body. Putting this into your daily life can have profound effects on your thyroid, your immune system, and overall health, as well as your overall mood. So number one is using your imagination in the right way by focusing on what you do want instead of what you don't want. So essentially focusing on your outcome or your happy end result. We have to remember that most things that we worry about never actually come to pass. So it's really helpful to start watching our thoughts and see what it is that we are thinking and therefore then believing. It was found that the average person has anywhere between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Out of the thousands of thoughts, 80% were negative and 95% were exactly the same repetitive thoughts as the previous day. If we know that our body hears everything that our brain thinks, what do you think is happening in the body with all of these thoughts, especially when so many of them are negative, right? Now, the thing is, because we have so many different thoughts, they go really fast. And unless you're listening or watching or tuning in, oftentimes we don't even realize what the thought is. That's why it's so important to watch them. So one of the things that Mia shared with me, and this is something that we worked on over time, she wasn't as aware of it until we started to talk about it, that sometimes even silly little things would create a spiral for her. As an example, she sent a text to an acquaintance of hers, and then she saw that the text was read. However, there was no reply. Now, of course, there's a million reasons why the person may not reply, right? Perhaps they're busy. Maybe they were in the shower. Maybe they're at the store, whatever it may be. But after she saw the text was read and there was no reply, her brain started going and she started thinking, oh, okay, she's busy. Oh, but wait a minute. 
What if she's upset with me? Hmm, did I say something when I last saw her? Did something happen that I didn't remember? Oh, you know, there was one thing at our kid's school that I didn't do. And maybe she's upset with me because of that. And it kind of went on and on and on in the spiral. Now, I have to admit, I have been guilty of something very similar as well. And I'm sure you've probably experienced that as well. Now, of course, the person replied the next day saying their child was sick and they were sorry they didn't reply, right? So this person was not mad at her. There was all of the stories that Mia was making up in her head weren't true. But when she actually started to watch the thoughts and count those thoughts, there was so many thoughts about all the potential and it was just going down and down and down the rabbit hole. And so what is really important is that when you start to think something, especially something that's negative, just notice it. You don't want to bash yourself for it or get upset at yourself for it, but just notice the thought so that then you realize, oh wait, I'm going down a downward spiral. As soon as you figure that out, the next thing is you think about what is your outcome? What is that happy end result? So in Mia's case, and again, this is, I know, a kind of small example. There could be bigger things, but let's take this example. Her acquaintance slash friend didn't write back. And so she started thinking, oh no, maybe she's mad at me. So she catches that thought. And then the next thing is for her to think, well, what is the outcome that she wants? What's the happy end result? Well, she wants this acquaintance to write her back, answer her question. And it was something about getting together and say, yes, I would love to get together. Let's do it. And so then what you would do is you would actually see that whether that you make believe it's happening, you imagine it in your mind, you play it out in your mind, however it works for you. And everyone is different and we all use our imagination differently and that's absolutely okay. And if it sounds strange to you to imagine the happy end result to almost visualize or pretend or see or envision what it is that you want, let me ask you this. Do you ever envision the negative? Because I bet the answer to that is yes. And again, probably very kind of unconsciously and not even realizing it. You know, when you start to think about, oh no, maybe it's going to be this or maybe it's going to be this, we're thinking it. But I bet there's also pictures in your mind that pop up with the thoughts. So you're actually already doing it on the negative. So if we're able to see that and stop that and imagine what it is that you do want and literally put those pictures in your mind... It's going to be a huge difference in the type of energy that you put out there and the type of energy that you put out is the energy that you resonate with and resonance like attracts like, right? So the point here is watch your thoughts. When you see a negative, really use your imagination in the right way. Instead of it going down into a downward spiral, you then use your imagination to imagine, envision, pretend, or see what it is that you want. It will make a difference. Number two is another favorite of mine. And this is being mindful of the types of words that you use when you're doing something. So if there's something that you need to do, so often we say, I have to, I need to, I really, really must eat this or go to the gym or get to the post office today. And those words have a very strong tone to them very strong kind of aggressive energy. And that just doesn't feel good for the body. It has this, I have to or else, right? And the body almost gets into a fight or flight from this like strict, I have to or else. So this is a very easy one where you just watch those words 
and then we shift them to a different word. So instead of I have to get to the gym, it can be I want to get to the gym or I'd love to get to the gym or I choose to get to the gym today or I choose to eat healthy or I choose a gluten-free option today because I know it's going to make me feel better. The nice thing about that is it shifts the energy. So when you say I choose to, there's a lightness to it. Try it. Just say that right now to yourself. I choose to eat healthy today, right? Like, doesn't it feel light and kind of good versus I have to eat healthy today, right? That just feels like, oh, you know, and then it almost makes your body kind of go backwards and kind of almost rebel against it in a way. It's like a child, you know, when you're telling them you have to, and they're like, oh, you know, that's how it feels in the body. So just that small shift really makes a difference as well. And number three is paying attention. And then if needed, changing the first thing that comes to mind when you wake up. What is your first thought when you wake up in the morning? Most people don't actually know exactly, but they do know that it's often negative. Like I have so much to do today. Oh my gosh, I'm late. I got to hurry up. And oh, I got to do this, this, and this before I leave the house. Yes, of course, sometimes we can have positive thoughts and hopefully we can have more and more of those when we're excited for the day. But a lot of times from all of the people that I've talked to, it's the negative that comes first. And then they may say, oh yeah, but then there's this really cool thing I'm doing later. So I'm excited for that. So for this one, watch the first thought. And this is a little tricky, but it's not hard. When you open your eyes and it might even be before you open your eyes. It might be you wake up, your eyes are still closed. Just really pay attention. Try this tomorrow morning and just notice what is that first thought. And do this for a couple of days so you could see, is it the same thought every morning? Does it change from day to day? It would be really, really interesting. And then if the thought is negative, notice that. Fin- like let the thought finish, then you can stop that thought. And then instead, I want you to visualize what you want your day to look like. And you can do this while you're still laying in bed. It can only take a minute, 30 seconds even. Your eyes could be opened or closed. And so you would essentially see your day and see yourself going through your day with all of the things that you want to happen. So if there's typically traffic when you drive to work, see yourself driving and the road is wide open. And if it's hard to find a parking spot, when you get there, see yourself pulling up and there's an empty parking spot right there, right in front of you, right? See yourself maybe going to lunch and there's all these healthy options. And then whatever else you may struggle with in a typical day, see it actually happening and going your way. And again, it doesn't have to be every single detail, but any little details that you can think of and envision or imagine or pretend or see or perceive, whatever that may be for you. And then you'll see as you get out of bed, your mood's going to shift. And because you've already seen what you want for your day, you set that tone and it's going to be interesting to see how your day actually goes. Typically, it goes much better than if you start with those negative thoughts. Now, number four is bringing awareness to a part of your body and then keeping a little bit of your attention on that part of the body throughout the day. So, Here's what I mean. Let's try this right now. I want you to take your right hand and put it on your lap with your palm facing up. And just take a breath. You can close your eyes if you're somewhere where you can. If you're driving, of course, don't close your eyes, but you could still just bring your awareness and attention to your right hand. 
and give it a second. And then I want you to just notice what you feel in that right hand. So does the hand feel warm or cold? Are you feeling any tension? Are all of your fingers feeling the same or do some fingers feel heavier than others? Now pay attention to your fingertips. Do those have a different sensation than say the palm of your hand or the back of your hand? And there's no right or wrong answer here, by the way. Just notice what's the sensation in your fingertips versus your palm versus the back of your hand. By any chance, are you maybe feeling a pulse or a beat? Perhaps maybe a little bit of a tingling or vibration maybe or buzzing or maybe a sensation of something kind of moving around or moving through. And any of the things that you feel are a-okay. What you feel doesn't mean there's anything wrong at all, but rather you're feeling some of the sensations that are happening in your body. This is what it means to be very present because right now your attention is 100% on your hand or if you're driving, hopefully on the road, um, but you know, a little bit on your hand, right? So whatever it is you're noticing, it could be the internal, you know, if, it, if you're noticing a pulse, that actually could be that heartbeat and you're feeling your blood flowing. If you're noticing a tingling, that could be just some of the cells moving. It could be some of the energy of the hands. Things moving could be just be the energy inside or even some of the actual functions that are happening inside your hand that we don't think about. Now, as you notice all of this, see if you can keep part of your awareness here. And now I want you to think about what you're going to make for dinner today. And as you think about that, you may be thinking about a recipe you're making or what you're going to get when you go food shopping or the type of pan that you're going to use. And as you think about dinner, can you still keep that small part of your attention on that sensation on your hands? Are you still noticing that sensation or even a little bit of that sensation while you're thinking about what you're going to make for dinner? You don't need to feel it as much, but if you keep that little bit of attention on it, you can do this while you're doing other things, while you're making a phone call, while you're on the computer, while you're doing stuff with your kids or doing stuff at work. What this is going to do is it's going to keep you present. And it's not about judging what's happening, right? Your sensation in the hand may shift and it can be different from different things. That's okay. It's just looking at it and just observing. There's no right or wrong. There's no judgment. It's just observing, but this will help to keep you present, which will help to keep your nervous system calmer. And then number five is notice what you can't or won't express. Our thyroid resides in the fifth chakra, our throat. And if you feel repressed, where you can't say what you want, what you need, or you feel embarrassed or ashamed or scared, this type of energy has a negative effect on your thyroid. Now, I am not saying to go out there and blurb out everything to everyone right away, but just start to think about it. Make a list of what you really want to say that you haven't been able to. You can write it in a journal. And then every time you feel like you can't or don't say something, even if it's something like to a cashier at the store, 
then you can make a note of it in your phone or in your journal when you get home about what you would say if you could or if you felt more comfortable. It helps to get that energy out even if you're not saying it to that person. But then the more that you practice this, the easier it's going to be to actually say what it is that you want to say down the line or at least start to. This is really, really important for thyroid health. And there's so many people that feel that they just can't speak the way that they want. They can't say what they want. They can't express it. And all of this matters. And so the more you practice this, the easier that it gets and the better it is for your thyroid. These are five simple but very powerful things you can start with and implement into your day. And I know that'll make a difference for you. Mia and I worked on many of these and really focused on clearing things for her as they came up on the daily. I taught her many in-depth techniques and while they are so, so powerful, they're not hard to implement and they don't take that much time. And the results? Astounding. In two months, she went from feeling alone, working a job she hated and feeling tired to meeting an amazing person, moving to a bigger place, finding a new job for double the pay, and feeling so much more energized. Now, Mia has already done a ton with her biochemistry, so we only made small tweaks there, and most of the work in her case was on the energetic and the emotional side. Oh, and her thyroid antibodies dropped in half, and her T3 came up from her original baseline. She was really shocked at how quickly it worked and how powerful it was, especially because she didn't think of herself as someone who had many underlying emotional problems. Now, this is because so much of our biochemistry depends on the environment of our body. And when the environment in our body is upregulated, our cells are going to sense, quote unquote, danger. And then even if you do have enough thyroid hormones and the other things that you need for your body, those hormones are not going to be able to get into the cells to do their job. Now, if this resonates with you, I have many, many more ways to help you really become aware of what comes up for you day to day and how to actually clear it. I found it to be so helpful with Mia and so many other clients and of course myself that I will actually be putting together a more in-depth workshop on this so that we can clear anything that doesn't serve you as it relates to thyroid health and autoimmunity. You will be amazed at the results, but also how easy it actually is to do. So please DM me on Instagram. I'm at Ina Toppler on Instagram and I will send you much more information on this. As always, when it comes to your health issues, please know that the answers are out there. Sometimes they are exactly what you think they're going to be, and other times the answers are a bit different from what you would expect, but they are there. Whatever health issue you're dealing with, please don't give up. There is something you can do, you sometimes just have to look at it from a different angle. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you next time on Health Mystery Solved, Thyroid and Hashimoto's Reviews.
All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.